0: Hello everyone and welcome to our 13th episode of Three of Cups Story Hour. It seems like it takes us a really long time to get to these episodes and for good reason. We involve a whole lot of people, we have a whole lot of fun and everybody seems to have really hectic vibes. So with that being said, we're gonna start our 13th episode with a big shift. Prior to this, the Three of Cups have been Josh, Isaac, and Anna. Anna has become way too busy in her life. Her life has brought her in a different direction, and she doesn't really feel like she can contribute to the level that she'd like to. So she has stepped back from this, and we have brought in our friend, our loved one, Maria Neal, as our third cup. So the Three of Cups will now be starting on our 13th episode. Josh, Isaac, and Maria. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to just turn it over to Maria for a little bit to introduce herself. She has been a guest on our episodes before, which has been a wonderful experience for us. But now that she's here permanently, Maria, why don't you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Hey everybody, I am so excited to be a part of this podcast. It's so fun. Um, I'm just the biggest divination geek that you could imagine. So um, to be part of this podcast and get to read for all of you and uh, the exciting mysteries that will be unraveling as well is really exciting for me. Um, A little bit about me. I am a full-time artist, um, occultist, naturalist, homesteader. Um, I live in Randolph, New Hampshire on my off-grid solar homestead with my daughter and husband who makes maple syrup and our feathered and furry friends. And yeah, I don't know what else to add to that. That's a little quick bit on me.
0: That's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. And that really just encaps, encapsulates why you're one of our besties. So excellent thank you for being here with us.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure.
0: For those, uh, for those folks who don't know what Three of Cups story hour is about, what we do is it's kind of a Dear Abby format. What we like to do is to take questions, concerns, obstacles, issues that people are having in the first half of our episode is we do readings. We do tarot and runes and oracle cards and all sorts of things to just lend insight from those tools and allies as we lean into those. And then the second half of our episode is always some sort of fun mystery, uh, some, some legend or mystery. We've d- dived into the Denver International Airport. We've talked about the legend of King Arthur. We've talked about Betty and Barney Hill. We've talked about a whole lot. And the way we structure it, and I loved doing it this way, is whoever comes up with the mystery, the other two cups here have no idea what that mystery is. So this week, being that it's Maria's first week, Maria has our legend, our mystery, but Isaac and I don't know what that is. So we're both gonna be surprised by it. And Isaac and Maria don't really know what the the advice section is. So we're gonna dive right into it. And this is how we do it. What we do is we have folks send us questions, issues, uh, a a paragraph or two about the stuff that they're going through. And then we're gonna do some readings. So this week, we're helping out a fellow named Calvin. Okay. And Calvin sent us this, and I'm gonna go ahead and read it. it right here. Okay. Calvin writes in: After a lifetime of trauma and horrible experiences that led to thoughts of suicide, I made a decision at a young age to not become another statistic, to not fall victim to all I have suffered from. For years, I've leaned into a spiritual practice to help me find myself. Right now, I'm struggling though, despite my best intentions. I have one semester left in school and I will have successfully completed a huge milestone and it will all be downhill from there to fulfill my goals. This current semester, I feel as though I am sinking and can't breathe. Things keep falling apart in my life with school, work, and home, no matter how hard I try. Even my tests, I'm always one question away from having it. It's never been like that for me, and I know the material like the back of my hand. I've even reached out to my spirits and ancestors, to which I have a working relationship with, and feel as though my prayers and workings fall on deaf ears. I feel completely abandoned. I have always been sensitive to spirits since I could remember. I speak and see them in my dreams. I sense them and communicate with them in my waking life, but I feel like even they too have left me leaving me feeling empty. I know I have mediumship abilities. I just have not tried to strengthen them. I feel as though now I have taken it for granted. I need this so badly and no matter how hard I try, I feel like something is preventing and or blocking my success. So please, if there's any messages or advice that I need to hear, I am all ears. Thank you. All right. So what I'm going to do, and Isaac and Maria, if you need me to read any more of that as we go through, I'm happy to do so. But what I'm gonna do is I'm a rune reader, uh, primarily, and I love my tarot cards. So just like Maria, I am a divination geek. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna pull a single rune that will kind of uh, lead or lend an overarching, theme to Calvin's um, issues and obstacles here, and then I'm going to pull three tarot cards um, to help. All right, so three tarot cards. I'm just going to shuffle three times with the intention of asking for the best advice, best wisdom that tarot and the spirits that work with us here through tarot and through me, uh, Finland, Calvin, the rune, the rune is an incredible message already. And I really love how this is starting out. Here we go. Three cards. Ah, okay. First and foremost, the rune that I pulled was Hagalas. And for those of you who do not know Marines, I'll show it to you. Let me see get it up here just right. Kind of looks like an H with a cockeyed middle line there. Hagalas is the hailstorm. Now the hailstorm, uh, the, the example that I always like to use when I'm talking about Hagalas is imagine our ancestors and imagine them you know growing food, having agriculture. And the hailstorm comes Overhead, the hailstorm speaks to uh, a natural occurrence or a natural element or a storm of a figurative or literal nature under which we're suffering. Right, there's not much to be done about it. So very much like Calvin, what would happen is you know our ancestors of old would have these storms come over their head, and if you if you were growing agriculture, even even a hundred or two hundred years ago, our ancestors were doing this. If you had food growing out of the ground and that food was directly correlated to the survival of your family, that food, that that the success of those crops would be paramount to your existence. Hail can destroy crops, completely obliterate them, obliterate the leaves so they can't photosynthesize and can, can completely wipe out the health of your family. You can bring it right to that. Now, I'd like to think our ancestors, what they would have done in times of hail would have been exactly what Calvin's doing is working with spirits, right? Working with the ancestors, going, hey, ancestors, spirits, help me, help me, help me, save me, move that storm away. And sometimes despite our best efforts, despite our best intentions, that storm is gonna be over our head no matter what we can do, right? The The wisdom of Hagalas though, is that no storm will last forever. Right, No hailstorm lasts forever, no snowstorm lasts forever, no forest fire lasts forever. As awful as the storm is, there's always going to be an ending to it, right? So I don't want to diminish or trivialize what Calvin's going through because, you know, I don't, in times of crisis, I don't want people to come to me and say, oh, it's going to get better, don't worry, Just, just wait, it's going to get better. I don't really appreciate that, right? But there is wisdom that so to calvin remember as this storm is over your head you will not be seeing things clearly it's going to affect the way that you see things and have faith it'll be over right get to the end of the semester now one of the things is calvin uh kind of reached out to me prior to all of this and it was just like hey i'm struggling right i'm having this and i am a medium and i pick up on all sorts of strange things for people and as i was talking to him i was getting you know that uh boy was he deficient on vitamin d and vitamin c so this is really great wisdom for anybody out there when you are running yourself ragged when you're running yourself just to the bone right you're working you're going to school you've got family you've got this you've got that taking care of yourself and making sure that your gas tank is full is absolutely paramount to your health to everything that you could be contributing to in life, right? So for Calvin and for anybody else, and Calvin has let me know that he is taking his vitamin D and vitamin C. That should kick in and help with his vitality and um, mental well-being and all of that. But to fill those building blocks, right? Now, the three tarot cards. What I've done is I am using this deck called the um, uh, Mystical Medleys, and uh, it was a gift from Isaac. Uh, for Christmas and I love it it's a I'll show you the back. it is uh just an old tiny kind of cartoony tarot the first card that I got for Calvin was the knight of pentacles now 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 one of the reasons why I love this right is because I'm a big believer in humor I'm a big believer in finding humor in lots of situations and how well every situation that we can how humor can heal well, this, this kind of lends to some fun, right? This lends to that childlike versus childish, childlike energy that I really love. And the messages are all the same here. When it comes to the Knight of Pentacles, what we see always with the Knight of Pentacles is we see this barren field right here, right? And that barren field talks about patience and crops yet to be grown. So I like this. The Knights always speak to me to a level of integrity though, a level of honor, a level of hardworking, right? Calvin is in school to um, complete his nursing degree and nursing, healing, those types of things, I don't see as, you know, it's it's hard for me to see any other profession as more noble than somebody who's actively healing the sick or the weak or the infirm. So we have the Knight of Pentacles and that speaks to how awesome it is, Calvin, that you're going through this. When it comes to knighthood, knights, I'll tell you, these guys suffer they fight, they stay, they work, they train. And when you have the weight of the world on your shoulders as you do doing what you do, it is very paramount to make sure that you're training to take care of yourself, right? To to fill that gas tank on all levels, spiritual even, not just the vitamins, but the spirituality. When you were writing in your um, question about I have mediumistic abilities. I don't use. I don't do anything um, to kind of lean into that. Whenever anybody asks me what they can do to kind of amplify that within them, uh, psychic abilities, intuition, mediumship. I always, I always, the number one thing I say is alter time in the morning. You start your day out at your altar with daily divination, daily gratitude, thanking your spirits, thanking your ancestors, opening that connection, and divination. Right, Just a, hey, Spirit, show me how my day is going to go. Leaning into that, it helps you to become a better tarot reader, helps you become a better rune reader or oracle oracle card reader. Even it could be, you know, like uh, pendulums, right? Something to connect to Spirit, to actively open up that phone line. That is so paramount. Um, So the Knight of Pentacles is dedicated, is patient. And I like that correlation between uh, Hagalas and the Knight of Pentacles with that bearing field, right? The middle card that I got is the Two of Cups. The Two of Cups with this one, uh, I, I, I love this card because this card does speak to me of divine intervention of that angelic or spiritual figure above these two. But I really like the idea that, you know, Calvin is bringing healing to people. And normally, conventionally with this card, there is the staff of Caduceus, Hermes' staff, right? And there is an idea behind this of healing, medicine, divine intervention. So right now, while you're in crisis, Calvin, even if it's five minutes a day, I would say, please make altar time. Please light your candles. Please pull your cards, right? And take your vitamins. Always be filling the gas tank on all levels. Remember your four, four layers, really, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, and the mental right? So we have to kind of lean into all four areas of that, the, the, uh, the, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, to kind of be filling our cups up as much as we can. As well, this card, as I look at it, speaks to me that it's okay to ask for help, whether it's conventional therapy, whether it's shamanic healing, whether it's deep tissue massage, whatever it is, it is always okay to ask for help. And as rugged individuals in this world, you know, Americans especially, they're very proud beings. They don't like to speak to their vulnerability. They don't like to admit that they're struggling or that they're having a hard time. So the fact that you were able to share this with us speaks to your strength, right? Not your weakness, not your vulnerability. You wanna, you wanna lean into some deep tissue massage if you feel like this could be anything you know, trauma related kind of stuck in your body, uh, shamanic healing, Reiki practitioners, uh, some sort of healing, right? And the next piece, the Queen of Pentacles. And I love this, right? Because all three cards speak to this. We have the Knight of Pentacles, the Two of Cups, and then we have the Queen of Pentacles. Now, the Queen of Pentacles is the card to me that represents my mother. Pentacles being kind of or abundance, earthly, money, you know, that And my mom was just, you know, work two jobs, run a business, do this, work work herself to the bone, right? And that's what happens to a lot of us is that we find ourselves lost to the roles that we are playing for other people, right? And this happens more so for women where, you know, they get raised in this world where they get to be the best daughter and then the best sister, the best girlfriend, the best wife, the best mother, the best this, the best that. And those relationships are dictated by relation or those roles are dictated by relationships to other people. So this, right? This this card helps me to remember a mantra that I like to live by. It's this. We serve ourselves not at the expense of others and we serve others not at the expense of ourselves. And I know Calvin and I do not believe that he's serving himself at the expense of others, but I do believe that he's serving others at the expense of himself. The last thing that I would like to say is I don't believe that you've been abandoned, Calvin. I don't believe that. I believe that uh, you know, um, unless you're a really, really awful person and you're working to bring lots of pain to people in this world, your spirits aren't going to abandon you. And oftentimes when we struggle and we're in crisis, and I do speak from experience around this, we might feel like we're being punished or abandoned. And that's not the case. What I often find is that instead of being punished, we're kind of being pushed, right? Are there there areas in your life that you kind of know that you needed to change, but you haven't changed? And I'll tell you, spirits I have found are very compassionate for us when we don't know any better. But if we know better and we still decide to not do better, they'll apply pressure to us. I'll use this example, smoking, right? If you're a smoker, and I don't know if you are or not, if you are a smoker and you know it's bad for you and you're continuing to smoke, well, your spirits might be putting pressure on you, making you feel uncomfortable in that way so you can move away from that. And then remove that part of your life and you're going to feel the pressure lift off your shoulders. Spirits are very active in that way. So I would just ask you, is there anything in your life that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing that you know you shouldn't be doing? And could you see this experience as your spirit's applying pressure to you to help you move away from that so you can become the best version of this guy, the best version of the Knight of Pentacles. That's that's just questions, right? I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying, you know, lean into it and try to step outside of your story, step outside of your situation and see if you can look at it from a different perspective, see if you can see, well, maybe I can make changes here, like take my vitamin D, vitamin C, um, do a little bit of yoga, right? Do a little bit of altar work, do an ancient work to kind of fill the cup up. You can't survive constantly running out of gas. I mean, if you look at the analogy of a car, if you don't put oil and gas and transmission fluid and antifreeze in it, you're gonna end up broken down on the side of the road. And you haven't been abandoned. I just think that your cars sit on the side of the road. So, oh, that was a mouthful. Thank you. <laughs> I, have a, I
1: have an observation from your reading yeah. to add a little something to that I think is kind of compelling. Um, The Hagalas paired with that Knight of Pentacles scene, um, it just really occurs to me when we talk about that field that right now it looks barren, it's ready to be planted. When we talk about hail and the storm, like kind of the old folk knowledge is that that first snow or the hail is the poor man's fertilizer. I don't know if you've ever heard that kind of description before. Um, I'm just really drawn to the idea of this time in Calvin's life, you know, might be, it feels like a storm <laughs> as you've described, um, but it's actually fertilizing the ground in some way. Like it's going to, you know, this seemingly difficult time is going to lend some sort of really important nutrients to whatever is coming next and whatever um, good work he has coming and that he's building for himself. I know, I
0: love that, I love that, Maria, because the other part of Hagalas, it's known as the seed, right, in okay. terms of, you know, in terms of uh, fire and ice being what created, you know, creation in the very beginning, it speaks to that ice or that seed, there is that that whole part of Hagalas being the hailstorm and being exactly. that uh, chrysalis, yeah. We do so, not know about
1: Hagalos.
0: So, so question, do you want to run right into your reading, Maria, now that you've brought that oh, up, or do you, want, do you want to pass that oh, over? Oh, I, I, I thought that I was going
2: next. Yeah, I you think are, so. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, and in fact, I am very excited to go next because go, of what go, you both were just talking about. I just
1: wanted to so, interject my little bit.
2: <laughs> no, it, it actually plays really well. I'm really glad oh. that you did. So, um, you know, because while Josh is talking, I'm, I'm laying out my cards, doing the reading about Calvin and this situation, and... Uh, you know, if there is a card that represents or kind of mirrors the energy of Hagalas, it's the tower. And <laughs> that is one of the cards that popped uh-huh. up. So <laughs> talking about the tower as one of the things that is leading into this story this, that's being given, this shaking up of this world, but what is needed beyond that and where is it leading? And this ties into what you were just talking about, Maria. Ace of Cups. Hmm. that also came in next to it. And that right there is that that leading to this happiness. So I'm, I'm seeing this reading of, yeah, things are rough right now. It is leading to something better. Uh, so at the center of it with Calvin, for me, I have the Knight of Swords, which makes sense. If you look at the Knight of Swords, you see this guy kind of going, Wah! you know, just lifting his sword up, charging for it. And I always think of this as, it, it can represent a few different things. In this situation, I see this card talking about you're charging forward, Calvin. You're going you're 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 taking on a lot. <laughs> you have a whole lot of things happening right now between work and and education and just life stuff and you're you're taking on a lot. I don't know if you are giving yourself enough credit for the badass work that you're doing right now in just Making it through everything, and that plays also into dream stuff. So when I think of spirit contact and dreams, and I was just having this conversation with somebody else, dreams and sleep when you're having heavy spirit contact is not restful sleep. It's not. You usually come out of it and you feel ah, I've been doing some work. I've been talking. You don't really get that deep, deep sleep that you need to recoup. So. Instead of looking at it as your spirits aren't coming through to talk to you, I would actually suggest they're giving you space to rest. If dreams are the way that you connect to them the most, it doesn't sound like you're you you're in a place where you can physically take them. That's not a bad thing. I really, as to mirror what Josh said, I really doubt that they are not there for you. Is if you have shown up and if you've done work with them before, one of the cards that I taught I have. If anybody, <laughs> I, I pull a lot of cards for my readings, so I kind of cover them very quickly in in the discussion. Generally, what I'm seeing here in this reading is you leaving this space of of there's there's a certain space of 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 leaving behind any of that uh, naivete. You, we have the fool in a place of totally left behind. So. There's, there's this almost, you know, battered, cynical look of this reading, <laughs> which, you know, that's a thing. Um, and But also we're talking about to, in a spot where in the spot in my layout where it's talking about things to kind of restrict, not to, not to let flow as well. We have or not to let really affect you. We have the Six of Swords, which is a... Part of sorrow of leaving things behind uh and getting caught up maybe in that the idea that things aren't the same as it was right now and that's all right you know things are a little different right now things are a little crazy you're not feeling as connected as you're used to to your spiritual practice looking at this reading feeling this reading it does feel like you don't have a lot of room in life right now which is okay that's not a bad thing we all have our ebbs and flows even with when you're not living a crazy life spirit connection comes in ebbs and flows it's they're always there it's just we may not be in a place where we can hear them well or we may be kind of stuck in something before i did the reading one of the suggestions i was going to give you it sounds like you have a pretty good spiritual practice under your belt and whatever tradition or the way that you go about it, try looking into road opening work, if you have the energy. And and I really wanna stress this, if you don't have the time and energy, don't beat yourself up about not making space for it. You have a lot on your plate, it sounds like. You have one more semester, I believe is what you said. Uh, right, Josh, one more semester or? Yes. Yeah, he's giving me the headphone. So, one more semester you are at the end of it you are at the tail end you just gotta keep on going and try to make space to care for yourself um the thing that I see as kind of saying open-ended or you know it's something you should let flow more into the situation is the three of cups and that is talking about interacting with people in a, in a good, healthy way. It could also be talking about just letting your spirits do their thing, uh, trusting in them, trusting that they have you, but also leaning into the community around you in a healthy way. Josh had talked about making space to reach out beyond yourself for help and support. And that's one of the ways I can see this card and trying to find a way to know that you're not on your own. You have people who are there and can help you uh, in your know, medical sense or just even friends. Uh, there is a community to support you and get into that a little bit. Generally what I see is after, after all of your schooling and stuff leading to the future I see the hermit card. and to me that's talking about making some space to reconnect to the spiritual practice of yours to step back and do your own thing, to connect to your way, your personal way, your own personal gnosis as it is, to connect to spirit and to reconnect to the way that you know how to connect to spirit. And that will lead to the three of pentacles, which in this situation, I'm just going to be interpreting as good work, leading to that practice again, that structure that's going to lead to you feeling like you're reconnecting. Uh, So to encapsulate this, if you have time, try a road opening, but really mostly make room to take care of yourself. Just be kind to yourself in the best you can for this next semester. Make room for you to process it, for you to have some downtime that maybe doesn't have anything to do with a practice. Just relaxing, uh, getting outside, maybe taking a walk. I don't know, <laughs> in the woods, if you live in somewhere that's not you know, in the negatives like it is up here, I don't know where you live. But you'll have space, it's going to come. And you'll have space to step back from the craziness of your life and make space to reconnect to your way of connecting to spirits.
0: So that's my reading. Thank you, Isaac. I'll tell you what. While you were doing that, I just I feel like I want to do like the I don't know what it is the jazz snaps like <laughs> like yeah 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 all right all right yeah 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 <laughs> we're just gonna do jazz hands because <laughs> that was excellent. Thank you for building on that. And we're gonna turn it right over to Maria. Maria, take it away.
1: Yeah. Um, so Isaac, great transition into my reading. Um, I'm reading just with my trusty RWS uh, today. And then I also have um, one of my favorite oracle decks, um, which is the Archeo deck. Um, This is the little book for it. And it's um, just a roundup of some really interesting archetypes. So I also pulled one of those cards for Calvin. Um, But, you know, not, I didn't want to. totally mirror everything everyone said. Uh, so what I did was I kind of pulled three cards and the first card I pulled for Calvin is just to really get at the heart of the matter of what is going on here. Like what's really the, the heart of things <clears throat> and the 10 of wands is what has come out of that. Um, and I really feel that that reflects um, a lot of what Isaac was just talking about um, of just the burden of so many freaking things, just so many wands to carry. Um, you know, all of the things that go along with the nursing career and the schooling and the, um, the worries about connection, um, just the really just feeling that you're overburdened, but it's a 10. And the lovely thing about the 10 is that it's pretty much almost over. Um, we talked about that last semester, Um, You're almost there, Calvin, like there's, you know, the end is in sight, there's your little building that you're going to head to, and you're finally going to be able to put down some of these wands and have a rest. Um, So I know, you know, it's not uh, super comforting in the moment, but acknowledgement, validation to you from spirit, you know, that we know that you're overburdened right now. Um, and then the next card that I pulled was just what is you know the future influence of this after we're able to set these wands down and sort through them and kind of decide okay what are the ones we want to pick up again what are the ones that are going to be laid to rest um, this is just a really lovely sentiment is the nine of pentacles so this is what you know is kind of that future influence for Calvin just um, <clears throat> this woman you know she's um, the fifth queen. Um, She not only is secure in her like physical, grounded, um, earthly things, but I kind of also see this as Calvin having that beautiful um, personal connection with his spirits as well. We see in this card, the woman in the Nine of Pentacles, she is, you know, got her beautiful falcon with her, which to me often represents um, the spirits that are close to you, those familiar spirits Um, I'm also drawn to her little snail (laughs) down at the bottom of the card, um, which, you know, there's a little acknowledgement there that, you know, these things sometimes take time. Um, and there's an element of patience that has to go along with that. Um, but I'm very heartened for Calvin that, you know, though there is a burden, this nine of pentacles is in the future aspect, um, Another card that I pulled was, you know, what is a tool that Calvin can call upon right now to kind of help with this situation? Um, And justice is the card that came up for Calvin there. And I really love um, the idea of this card in dealing with all of these wands in that when we look at this justice card, it's really about using your own sword, Calvin, your mental um, acuity, your ability to kind of parse out precisely what are the things that you want to put in your little scales here to create balance in your life. Um, Because when you're feeling very overburdened and overwhelmed, uh, you know, you really, you need to make, some choices and, you know, maybe there are some things in your life right now that you just need to step away from or cut out, whether they are, you know, people that annoy you or um, routines that just aren't helpful to you anymore, whatever those things are, I think that this card is saying that you have the ability to make just choices for your life and the things that will, you know, feed you and be good for you and get you from the 10 of wands to the nine of pentacles Um, then what i did further is i drew a card from the Archeo deck as kind of uh what is like a personal archetype inside or maybe it's you know i'm thinking now that it's maybe a spirit um, that calvin can call upon to help him in this time and the card that i got is called the intimate i don't know if we can see that It's really a beautiful card, Um, and what the intimate speaks to um, is just kind of this place within yourself. Whether it's you know um, whether you're thinking of it as an internal archetype, or if you're thinking of it as an external spirit, it's just that that personality that understands you the most and is there for you no matter what. is holding you close in times when you are just feeling like you need someone to understand you and hold you. That is the intimate. So, you know, a lot of your concern in your um, letter was that you felt that your spirits have abandoned you. And this is telling me the exact opposite of that. They are literally saying, we are intimate. So those spirits are there for you and they're holding you close and they have definitely not abandoned you. Um, Just because you maybe are feeling like you aren't conscious of it right now, that's just something that, I don't know, you'll have to sort it out as it goes, but this is pretty um, compelling evidence for me. So that's what I've got for Calvin
0: let me uh let me piggyback on that ten of wands a little bit maria so just yeah. for calvin and anybody else that's interested in tarot the ten of wands what that really speaks to me of is you know that burden absolutely everything that maria said but there's a there's a part about the 10 of wands that is very clear about you're not seeing things clearly. And the best way that I can describe this is everybody can relate to this. If you've ever not slept well or not slept at all, and you're up for like a full day or two days, and then you get to the end of that day and you just want to cry at everything, right? I think everybody can relate to that feeling of just wanting to just ball at everything, cry because you're so exhausted, you're so worn thin. That to me is that 10 of wands energy, right? Mm -hmm. That you are so burdened that you can't see things clearly. And just like Maria said, you know, you're, you're you're you've got this narrative and this story rolling around on the inside of you about look at all the things that I'm struggling with, right? And let's shift that story a little bit. Yeah, you are struggling, but look at all the things that you're holding up, right? You know, there, there's a certain level of strength in that ton of wands. There's gotta be a certain level of strength for that person to carry those wands. Yeah, those wands are a burden and they're gonna mess up your perception to see things clearly. a person of strength is a person who can carry those wants just remember that calvin isaac got anything else to to add to the this big uh this big old playground
2: no i think we've covered it pretty well i think i haven't had any no i'm yeah what everybody said
0: (laughs) awesome so what we'll do is uh calvin thank you uh for writing it and anybody i'm sure anybody that has ever felt overwhelmed and overburdened by the things that they're going through in life can relate to the things that we're talking to here. And again, this is for Calvin, yes, but for anybody else that can relate to these circumstances. We're gonna jump right in. Maria, lay lay your mystery on us.
1: Okay, my is maybe not gonna be a big surprise because I talk about it all the time recently. (laughs) Um, But I would like us today to read upon the Mandela Effect. So I will briefly describe to those who may not know what the Mandela effect is. (laughs) Um, So the Mandela effect was named after Nelson Mandela, who was, you know, the president of South Africa. Um, And it's kind of uh, based upon the idea of a mass uh, false memory. So there is a large subset of the population that has a very ingrained memory that Nelson Mandela uh, died in prison in the 1980s. Um, but if we look at you know, actual physical evidence from the news and you know, TV reports and you know death records, et cetera, Nelson Mandela actually died in 2013. So the effect of kind of a mass group of people having a memory that doesn't sync up with actual reality, Um, has been named the Mandela effect based on that particular instance. Now we can go through so many different examples of this happening with all kinds of pop culture references, which I'll outline a few of those. Um, But basically the Mandela effect reflects a phenomenon of a large group of people, having a false memory and it's been theorized that this is because we are actually in a different timeline that we as a group of individuals have jumped en masse from one um, universe into a whole other parallel universe so the premise is that you know there is a multi there are infinite multiverses And that we're all kind of jumping around between them all the time, but they're really, really close to each other. They're all extremely similar. So you would never really notice any big differences. So it's extremely unusual for there to be um, a very large group of people remembering something that's completely different from actual reality. So examples of this, um, I know Josh Has his Berenstein Bears.
2: Oh no, (laughs) me too. Me too.
1: What's your favorite one, Isaac? Oh no, there was
2: no way it was, there's no way it was ever Berenstein, which is how they say it's uh, it's been spelled and spelled the entire time. No, it was EI.
1: Yeah, so for people who don't know, one of the big examples is the classic children's literature, the Berenstein Bears, which I also. My mother is a first grade teacher for 45 years. I read every single one of those damn books and I very clearly remember the E. Um, I don't know if that's, I know that's Josh's big one.
0: Yeah, um, and, and, I, and I'll, I'll interject here why I remember it. So as a child, I was absolutely obsessed with the, the universal monsters, right? The, the mummy, yeah. the, the wolf man, the Dracula, all of it. I love them, love them, love them including Frankenstein, and I remember coming across the Berenstein Bears and thinking to myself, wow, the last steen is just like Frankenstein, and I had no idea where that was coming from or anything, but I always like to think of them as the Frankenstein Bears instead of the Berenstein Bears, so it is, I'm with Isaac and Maria, it is absolutely S-T-E-I-N, and it is very unusual to be part of a world that doesn't remember that and claims that it was always S-T-A-I-N. Yeah,
1: So that's one big example. Um, Another one, the one that really got me when I first started learning about this phenomenon is the fruit of the loom. Mm -hmm. So for me, fruit of the loom, underwear, t-shirts, et cetera, always had a cornucopia. Um, I very distinctly remember watching commercials of dudes dressed up as the different fruit parading outside of the cornucopia on the Fruit of the Loom. Well, in supposedly this timeline that we are in, there's no historical evidence that a cornucopia has ever existed as part of the Fruit of the Loom logo. You can go back to, I think it's like 1911 or something when their company was first created. Even then, every single logo, there has never been a cornucopia present. So that really rocked my world and I wanted to explore the phenomenon more. There's many, many examples of this everywhere. And it's just like, this is a mass group of people that are, remember this supposed false memory. Um, I'll uh, reflect one more because this one really got me this morning. (laughs) This just really killed me. Um, I'm a massive science fiction fan. Uh, Star Wars is like burned into my brain. Okay apparently (laughs) we are all familiar with the most famous lines in star wars history luke i am your father this does not exist were you aware of this you guys had you Mm -hmm. heard this one i had to go back and watch the i had to go back and watch the (laughs) clip i was so thrown that he says no I am your father. That is the line. Okay, so you guys knew about that. You don't remember, the otherwise.
2: No, it's with most of these. It's like, maybe I'm just maybe I'm really easy to guess. (laughs) Where where like like the fruit of the loom one. Like I remember the cornucopia, but I just like okay, maybe I just remember it wrong. And you know, I guess I didn't. I don't have any strong memories associated with that logo. Right. So while I remember that I could easily accept that maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Yeah. But,
1: and, okay.
2: And even with, and with Star Wars, like, I'm like, okay, did I just always, Is this because it's such this cultural thing that's repeated over and over again that I remember it that way. So maybe I'm just really good at questioning my own thought process, which I don't but, know if that's good or not. You also but, feel
1: that way about Berenstain Bears.
2: Oh no, no. I like, that's, I am so, because I am, I'm like, I'm, that's a hill I will
1: die on. <laughs> there's so many of these. I mean, there's got to be at least one for everyone where they're like, what? It, this is not possible. So, I guess my p- question today, what I would like us to read upon is whether this, you know, Mandela effect is this in actuality just a psychological effect of people having a false memory based on popular culture? things that don't really matter um, within our consensus reality? Or is the Mandela effect in actuality proof of some sort of massive timeline shift that a subset of the population has some sort of residual memory of, but is no longer occurring for us? I guess we'll put it that way.
0: Well, okay. So Maria, you're you're going (laughs) to going to read first you're going to do your cards first and all of that but while you're doing your cards and reading them I want to talk about my own personal Mandela effect. I I don't even need to read this because I know it happened. Like I know, I know the Bernstein Bears thing is a real thing. I will pull some cards, but I know that something happened here. So here's an interesting thing. If people are familiar with CERN, C-E-R-N, it's a big uh, particle collider in Europe, and they're trying to push and cram, explode particles at the speed of light and all all sorts of wild physics stuff, right?
1: Part of the CERN, you know those that's part of the theories
0: ah okay okay okay
1: so, i won't i won't interrupt again tell us well, about well,
0: it's, it's, it's really really interesting because they fired that up in 2008 right so in 2008 apparently according to this theory um that's when all of this stuff happened like, boom right shift um so Isaac, I met Isaac in 2008 and Isaac grew up in the same town as I did and we lived exactly four minutes apart from one another. Uh, my sister worked with his father. I had friends that knew him. Um, I helped my dad build the chimney at his grandfather's camp like there there was all sorts of reasons I mean we, we are about five years apart which might contribute to that. but there's all sorts of reasons like before before I met, Isaac at the farmer's market in 2008, I had never heard his last name, farbs. I did not know they existed. I had no idea the family four minutes up the road existed. And none of that happened. So as Maria's pulling her cards and doing all of this, I would ask people, can you think back to 2008 and see any major shifts in your life? Just just an open-ended question, right? Because that might indicate, I know we had a lot going on in 2008, the housing crash and the financial crisis and all that. Who knows?
1: yeah, that's like a further question. If if this is evidence of a timeline shift, is CERN partially responsible?
2: Well, you're, you're absolutely from a different dimension. <laughs> you're <laughs> definitely from a different um, universe. So,
1: I mean, are you you guys are familiar with Philip K. Dick, the science fiction writer? So Philip K. Dick, amazing. Everybody should read him. He's wonderful. Um, So there was a, uh, Amazon series recently that came out based on his books, the man in the high castle. If you're familiar with the man in the high castle. So the man in the high castle, the premise of those books was that there was an alternate timeline where the Nazis won world war II. Um, you know, the United States was, uh, the West coast was under the rule of Japan. Um, totally different timeline. And, uh, he actually wrote those books <laughs> um, because he believed that that had actually happened. He had had personal, what he, what he uh, reports as he had personal intimate knowledge of that timeline. So that's kind of an interesting little aside.
0: What, what is what is what is the question that we're reading okay.
1: um, so what I did so what I did I, I've just pulled two cards right now I asked for one card to reflect um, if the Mandela effect is um, purely psychosis of people just based on our own psychological um, false memory and then the second card um, I asked for if you know a card, To reflect us, you know, if it was um, evidence of a timeline shift. So I just drew two cards to begin with here. We can continue to extrapolate if desired. Um, So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whether we confirm our own biases or not is up for debate. But the card that I received for is this based on our own psychosis? I got the Five of Pentacles. Um, yeah, which to me, I mean, if you're just going with yes or no's, that's a no card. Um, so, you know, I kind of read that as just a blatant no. The, um, the card that I got for the timeline shift is actually the eight of wands, which is a little more interesting to me. Um, when I look (laughs) at the eight of wands, kind of what I'm seeing here is just, I mean, first of all, you could interpret this as multiple timelines. Every single one of those wands could be a different thread, a different timeline, Um, all kinds of different things flying out um, into this clear blue sky and who knows which one is gonna land. Um, So yeah, we can. I don't know, and also like the little sprouts on the wands kind of speaks to like growth, like which one is growing. And you know, maybe these timelines are all growing still and we just happen to be on one of them in particular. So for my draw, I feel pretty confident here that this is not just a psychosis, not just psychological, um, with the five of pentacles and the eight of wands.
2: kind of yeah the the, the eight of wands is i mean like i could be like well, you know you could you know i could kind of like argue out of the five of pentacles you know if i really wanted to if i was invested in it oh invested in like trying to like be a dick and disprove but yeah eight of wands is just straight up like like so are we switching from different dimensions and then you get the the movement card it's like this one is all about moving From different parallel universes that's kind of like okay
1: i feel like i want to do want to know more about this five of pentacles though it almost feels like like though you know those people are left out in the cold you know it's almost like that theory of that it's just it's like gaslighting
2: Mm
1: -hmm. almost like to tell people that it's just psychosis like it's almost it feels like left out
2: in the dark oh that's yeah. like a that's no it, that's like illuminati stuff yes.
1: <laughs> um yeah so i don't know you could i mean you could continue to read further on this like why like we could ask about about cern we could ask about you know maybe this is just the nature of the universe that it, um some of the things that i've you know theories you know cern is a, a theory of course that you know that massive um event changed the course of history it's also um, been surmised that there are people who have gone back in time and changed the timeline multiple multiple times to you know create um events that were more auspicious etc um so that's my little dive down that rabbit hole
0: Isaac, are are you going next or am I going next? I don't I'm know. I'm having ahead. a I'm having a I'm having a rough You're having time.
1: Having a difficult time. <laughs> Did you get the Bernstein Bears card?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I haven't. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm having a moment. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just Isaac. If you don't mind, I'm just gonna. I need to get rid of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a pimple, I got to squeeze and just get it out of me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one, I'm gonna, just going to say the idea of time and space hurts my mind to think about. So the fact that this could happen, one, it is really kind of scary, right? So first, it's just a little scary, right? A little bit out of our control. It's like, it just, it's hard for my head to wrap around it, right? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying, one, it's hard for my head to wrap around. And two, it's a little frightening, right? So there, all right. So what I do is I just do my basic, like, I'm going to pull three cards. I just want three cards. Just give me what I need to know about this, mm-hmm. right? Like, give me the insight that I need to know. And I have used this deck a whole lot, and I have shuffled a whole lot, and I shuffled three times. I'm, I'm a little traumatized here by what's going on, all right? <laughs> First card I laid down, two of pentacles, okay? First card second card I lay down, the three of pentacles. Hmm. The next card I lay down, the four of pentacles.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> I just
2: want to hide. Josh, and I'm going to make this a little worse. I just pulled my cards, and you know what the first card I just pulled?
1: Ah!
2: <laughs> Pentacles. All right. You keep on going. I just needed to share that to like worsen the whole experience.
0: Aww. Aww. So so one, I mean, the two of pentacles is yes about balance, but you know, this one being the little cartoony one, you can see the lemniscate right here, the little eternity symbol, right? One, hold on. So I was like, oh, the two and the three of pentacles, ooh, though, that's cool. That kind of adds up to the five that Maria had. But then I was like, the Four of Pentacles after I shuffled and shuffled and shuffled this deck, used it, used it, used it, I have never, ever, 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 in the entire time I've ever used tarot, ever gotten three cards in sequence like this. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Three cards. One, two, three. I mean, this is just kind of a little mind-blowing here for me. Um, One. One, one, hold on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hold on. I just need to get, need to get it out, Maria. Ah, <laughs>
1: just, okay. Yeah,
0: okay. I gotta get it out. I gotta get out. All right. So let's take a look at my version of the two of Pentacles.
1: Mm.
0: So we got happy. We got sad. Right. So usually it's just a single person balancing. Right. This is weird that we have a single person with two heads. Right. So yeah. that yeah,
1: you're going to be the same thing as I'm going to say.
0: Okay. So that's that's strange, right? And then. <laughs> And then, you know, the Three of Pentacles to me really speaks to the fact that there's construction, right? That there's, there's this isn't an accident, That there's, there's intention here, right? So in the Three of Pentacles, we always see people like building church and putting stained glass in a church and there's plans and there's always somebody with plans. Now, hold on, right? I need to get this really close up. One, I wish people could see this. There's like these plans of like, it looks just like science fiction plans. But then look at the little like off <laughs> the eye and the pyramid and like, it's, 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 it's really, really peculiar here. Right? What did you just really?
1: say, Isaac? <laughs> what was the word you just used?
2: <laughs> Which, oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't using a word. I was just slowly, as he was talking about that, slowly pulling up. The second card which I pulled, which is the hero band,
1: Well, you did just use the is... Illuminati before and then oh, yeah. Josh had a pyramid. The- oh, oh
2: gosh. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll go for like shadow
0: government, whatever people know yeah, more yeah,
2: things. Yeah.
0: Right, right. I'm just it's 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 a little much. And I mean, I'm just I can't I can't really do anything about the four of pentacles other than just hold on to your hand, right? Like <laughs> I really mean, got nothing other I think the fact that I got a two, three, four right behind Maria's five just speaks volumes. So all I'm gonna say is that something is going on. I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know what it is. So I'm not gonna make any assumptions. I just say, everybody just pray for the best. (laughs) Pray pray, pray and hope to be on the best possible timeline ever.
1: (laughs) Can we look at your Two of Pentacles card? I just am really compelled by the fact that they are mirrors of each other. It's like- Yes. It's like mirror, mirror. Yes. You know, one maybe, yeah, one timeline's really terrible. <laughs> the other one's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, they're the same person in splitting into two different timelines.
0: Totally it's
1: totally see that there.
0: It's, it's, a little, it, it, it's a little much for me. And I like to think that not much can shake me, but apparently this is shaking me.
1: <laughs> What's the Four of Pentacles about, though? Other than being a progression that's showing you time like
0: linear time. 3. So if we if we if we look so you know no matter what kind of tarot you use whether it's the Rider-Waite Smith tarot or any other new version like this you always look at the story that the cards telling you, right? That's that's what I get. Okay? So you always look at the story. So when I look at this card, all I can see is this bent and manipulated sense of reality around okay. this guy, right? You see that you see that guy like right But I'll tell you, uh, for whatever reason, I get the real impression that this is a time machine.
2: Hmm.
0: Interesting. I don't know why. I just get the you know the feeling like this person's got a steering wheel. You know, their their feet are on there. They got that thing over their head, and I just feel like yeah, surprised. And there's also that movement, right? Like it looks like forward movement. Like I'm like bending, like like a wormhole. I mean, let's just lean right into this wackiness.
1: Well, that two, three, I mean, four is super compelling as a progression. Like yes. showing time
2: for sure.
0: Isaac, please take it away. Right. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> so
2: you know how, if, if if you've ever talked to me, I really am. I am usually very much one of those people that's like, you know, the idea of, of shadow governments or anything. I'm I'm usually pretty against it because I'm like, I feel like people really aren't that on top of their shit. (laughs) I don't have that much faith in people. (laughs) Which, you know, just to to keep a good organization and keep it secret, uh, usually there's just so much, because humans are involved, there's room for human error, and human error eventually manifests itself in some way. This is just kind of like, we as a species are still getting things down. That being said, we have a lot of themes of people knowing stuff that they're not sharing. So <clears throat> the, the first thing, you know, I, well, in the center of all this, this is funny. So I, I'm thinking about this and thinking about the story that that we're kind of coming up with here. And all I can think of is, so everybody's, you know, quantum leaping, <laughs> like this is, this is quantum leap, but everybody has their own, they're all, all like, you know, the personal, you know, the star of their own personal version of it.
1: And, some uh, and some we're just- of some of the- Mass consensus. Some of it's a mass one.
2: Right, a mass conscious quantum leap, too. And, and the idea that starting at, at 2008 is fascinating. You could kind of look at it as like, oh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's just when we became more connected because, you know, internet and, and, and cell phone stuff. But it was really so one, when Josh started, you know, his thing, seeing the two of pentacles and that being my first draw as well is a little odd. Um, and, you know, we have that, that loop, the infinity I'm using, well, like a, a kind of a, uh, a, a sepiaized rider wave. And in the back, this is also really interesting. If you look in the back of the card, there's these ships that are riding these waves and that's very like, you know, there's a certain transientness to it and, and back this balance. So there's a lot of movement. Then Josh started talking about, you know, somebody kind of. Pulling the strings and then knee pulling the Hierophant, which is funny because that's very tied into that. And that's really interesting. All three of us had really churchy cards. So the five, you know, five of pentacles being uh, in front of a church. This is also another five, the fifth, well, officially the sixth uh, major arcana, but number five, zero, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, and that's very churchy. And then even Josh having the three of pentacles being in front of a church, that's interesting. There's some kind of dogmatic structural thing going there. People, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost like a, a, a purposeful change of, like, you know, again, a misdirection of, of, of consciousness talking about the idea of purposeful gaslighting. Uh, so there's something there and that's really weird. Um, and then at the center of it all, and this is really interesting, I have the Knight of Wands,
0: hmm.
2: which is for me, you know, thinking again, like if we're all moving, this is like, you know, this is this is this this very active moving character that,
0: you know, kind of like Isaac, I'm sorry, look in the background. What's in the background of the Knight of Wands? <laughs> Pyramids.
2: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: Pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for you
2: know. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this, and there's a lot to it, you know, including you know him holding a wand and it having its branchingness, you know, all those different branches of reality. But uh, yeah, you know, um, our cards are are a little extra conspiratorial today, and like all three of ours are seem to be kind of on the same page with this. I get really. You know it's hard it's hard to really talk about this stuff because talking about jumping from different timelines or is it in our consciousness or is it a mix of both and maybe the, those two intersect in a way that we don't fully really understand you know understanding how our our consciousness and our memories affect you know how, how it affects reality and how it doesn't i mean there's certain things that are you know just it's fact or is there i don't know uh, the universe is a really weird big place that we really don't understand
1: it's a consensus uh, reality. Yeah, it's because we are all agreeing that it does basically. The
2: premise. It, yeah, so <laughs>
1: it's there's as it does because we all agree.
2: <laughs> so the the energy of the Knight of Wands also kind of mirrors that that uh, Eight of Wands that you got, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or seven? Which one is seven or eight? I, I can see the picture. I'm forgetting the number. The multiple, it is eight.
1: The multiple.
2: I eat. yes i did remember okay uh yeah the the eight of wands it, it, there's there those are both fiery movement cards mm-hmm. um and when i think of fire i also think of so my connection to fire i would be connecting in my mind fate in fate lines that's a very in, in in the few traditions that i've worked in that's kind of like a connection there that that that, that the element of fire and the idea of fate and fate lines so somebody who if there was a knight that jumped fate lines it would be the knight of wands it would be that uh so there's there's something afoot and you know it, being the person on this podcast that usually is like i don't know i don't know i don't want to like go full woo there i i can't deny that there's something afoot and there's some there's something weird. something weird i don't know it oh what's up and more
0: more more of a connection too right we lean into that two of two of pentacles and i'll show you right so one we've got the two people yes and so we've got this person over here who's sad who's got patches right like they've been beat up But, but before i was really drawn to those ships that were just floating on top of the waves they're not on the waves they're not in the water but they're like they're on the waves which is a very weird touch right like it's floating like almost like an airship and also when maria was talking about the idea that people like have gone back in time to fix timelines to do something that they thought was honorable that is a knight right a Mm knight on a horse moving through thinking oh here i am i'm doing the right thing here i am i'm doing the right thing yeah and what would we connect with like, you know, what would we connect with time machines and fire and wands and fiery and movement and you know, all of that. So so basically Isaac's pulled the card that talks about the the, the, the guy on the time machine is working for the Vatican. that's what I say.
2: Stop messing with the timeline guys. Stop messing with the timeline. That's, it's, it's not helping anymore. Stop.
0: But what if it is helping?
2: Oh. Um, well, this is the best possible timeline Oh no
1: Do you want to know, know the last card I picked just now
2: Oof. why is,
1: why is this happening?
2: Oh that's that's nice
1: It's happening for the best possible timeline I guess is how I read that.
2: For those who don't have the video, Maria pulled the oh, ace, I'm of sorry. Cups. ace of
0: cups yes. Maria, I don't know what's going on with you. Um, I can barely hear you. So I don't know if you covered up your really? microphone on your computer or oh. maybe you just need to kind of speak up a little bit. But you, I don't know if that's the same for you, Isaac, or not.
2: No, you, you did get quieter a little while back. At oh, first, I thought okay. it was just me. Really?
1: Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can hear you. It's just you're a little more muffled than you were. Yeah,
0: you're, you're, you're like muffled. So for the rest of the episode, which isn't going to last too much longer, uh, just kind of speak up. Get, get a I little ladder
1: for it. I will do that. Absolutely. So yeah, I asked why this, why is this happening? And I got the Ace of Cups, which to me, um, just really speaks to the best possible, most joyous, most wonderful potential things. And, you know, filling the cup, the water, um, emotions, all of the good things. We have that, you know, dove coming down from the sky with the gifts of,
0: now you're oh, louder.
1: Joy, etc. Yeah.
0: Your, your, your volume has fixed itself. But uh, the the ace, the interesting thing with the ace is that hand coming out, right? Like that 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 almost I don't want to say divine intervention, but a a, a a a larger overseeing intervention sort of thing. And somebody told me one time that whenever an ace shows up, it always means something faded, like Oh, faded.
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, when an ace shows up, it's, oh, I think my very first tarot reading I ever got. I, had like I have like all four aces. Yeah, so it's connected to, this is like a, signif- uh, a signifier of fate.
1: Hmm. Well, there you have it.
0: <laughs> have we answered the question? No. Should we answer the question? No.
1: <laughs> we didn't answer the question?
0: Well, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess we did. I guess we did, yes. Something is afoot, right? Something's okay. something. Yeah.
1: Mm. Something's happening. We're not yeah. all it's gaslighting. We're not all just imagining the Bernstein Bears. Right.
0: Bernstein Bears. Right. Wow. Okay. So anybody else have anything else to add? Because I'm all done with
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no. Yeah, I'm glad no you got worn out. <laughs> I think that was a great question and a great way to start, I feel, you know, season two <laughs> of the podcast.
0: Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So um, thank you everyone who has tuned in for this episode. And thank you, Maria, for joining us in our, in our, in our wild and wonderful fun here. And Isaac, as always, thank you. I, I, love, I love what we do here. I love it. I really love what this is all about. So uh, just to wrap it up, uh, we try to knock these out on a regular basis and we never do because of the coordinating schedules and all of that. So who knows? It could be 2024 or 2018 that you next see our next episode. Who knows what timeline <laughs> it'll pop in on, right? Anyways. Uh, anybody out there tuning in or watching if you have any sort of obstacle issue situation that you want our insight in we're happy to read on it just send us an email at three of cups, story hour at gmail.com find us on facebook send us a message there we're, we're very happy to lend all the wisdom here we have a lot of fun doing it as you can see and if you have any ideas on some sort of mystery or legend or conspiracy that we can read on send it to us. We, we love those ideas, we love those ideas. So with that, thank you. Happy February. Uh, happy Imbolc, happy candle mask, however we celebrate it. We are inching closer and closer to spring and summer and the days are getting longer. So I think we're all kind of feeling that. That's a wonderful feeling. So thank you everyone. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Maria. Thank you to anyone that's tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye everybody.